Welcome to the Dugout Podcast with your host, Ryan Leaf. Hey guys, welcome back. It's your boy Ryan Leaf here and welcome back to the Dugouts Podcast. Hope you guys are all great. First things first, happy 2020 to you all. Hope you guys are wonderful. It's been an amazing festive period for me. I've been so busy and I hope you guys are great. So just to kick things off, good morning to you if it's your morning. Good afternoon to you if it's your afternoon. And good evening to you if it's your evening. You know what? I really missed this, guys. My sincerest apologies for the lack of content. I have to explain myself, obviously. But um, guys, it's been a very busy period for me. I've just taken some time out to obviously recollect myself, just gather some momentum, um, take some time out just to figure out how I'm going to gather the energy just to take on this year again and how I'm going to basically go out there and win. You know, I just took some time out to myself just to focus my energy get myself back on track and basically just prepare myself for 2020 or as they're calling it 20 plenty <laughs> but i hope you guys are great though so welcome back to the dugout podcast you know what i've actually missed doing this so much understandably so i know you guys are pretty mad at me because december especially around christmas boxing day new year's time that was the time when we had the most premier league fixtures at that moment in time and i understand that it was a very busy period I just wanted some time to myself. I wanted some time away from work. I took a very lengthy leave break. I'm only going back today. Literally, I'm going back to the office today. How wild. And I'm on the way there. So, yeah, this is the newest edition of Traffic Talk. A bit late, but nonetheless, I did it. So, (laughs) yeah, so I'm on the way to work now. Um, It's my first day back in the office, and I'm just really pumped, really excited. Had a great cup of coffee. Guys, the Nespresso machine is amazing. I actually can't go back to normal coffee now because I have to drink that bad boy every day. (sighs) I keep losing track of what I was saying. But yeah, the Premier League has been amazing. It's been a wonderful run. I mean, Liverpool are are in a crazy place right now. They look as if they're from another planet. I mean, Liverpool are 16 points clear of the second best team, which is Leicester. I mean, they've gone an entire year unbeaten. This is the best start to any European team ever. Ever. They're the first team to pick up 61 points in so many games. I mean, it's actually unbelievable what Liverpool are doing right now. In the meantime, David Moyes has taken over at West Ham. He's seemed to have uh, had a very good impact at the club. Nigel Pearson came in at at Watford. And as we saw yesterday when they beat Bournemouth 3-0... It's actually Watford's first time leaving the relegation zone. First time ever. It's their first time leaving the relegation zone the entire season. So Nigel Pearson clearly has been doing some remarkable work behind the scenes. And I'm pretty sure we're in for another great escape from Watford's manager. So anyway, guys, I'm here to have a good chat about Tottenham. And the question I'm posing to all my listeners is this. Have Tottenham... In this short period of time, have Tottenham actually improved under Jose Mourinho? Have they? Have they, really? You know, in all honesty, Jose has come in and we all had this... We've all been basically in awe of the difference he has in his persona, in his character. He's shown a lot more humility in his behavior. I think you see him all the time taking selfies with, with like with ball boys and walking around smiling and clapping the fans and obviously just just cheering his players on Jose in his last job at Manchester United was seen as a very negative influence on the club's development and he's coming to Tottenham and done a complete I'll call it a 180 because 
I'm seeing a different Jose Mourinho right now. I think tactically he's still. Yeah, I think tactically he hasn't changed. He hasn't changed. You know what? If you ask me if Tottenham have improved, no, they haven't. If you ask me personally, in my opinion, have Tottenham improved under Jose? They have not. They haven't. They really haven't. Tottenham are still sh- they're still showing signs of of these teething problems defensively, for example. You know, the constant. I mean. Jose sorted out the Toby Alderweireld contract situation. That was great. That was some good business on Jose's part. But there's some trouble bubbling under at Tottenham when it comes to people like Jan Vertonghen. Jan Vertonghen can't get a game. In one of the biggest games of the season, Jose chose to play the young boy Tanganga instead of Jan Vertonghen. In one of the biggest games of the season. And by the way, to his credit, that, that whole... That change was actually highly vindicated because Tanganga actually had a, a remarkable debut against Liverpool that day. So ultimately, there's no question marks over certain things. You know, under Maurizio Pochettino, Tottenham were one or two world-class players away from winning the title. Under Jose, they look as they might need four or five world-class players to come in there and just help them change things. You know, Christian Eriksen on the weekend was poor. When you watch Christian Eriksen, he looks as if he had no bother in the world. He didn't care. He didn't care. I didn't see Christian Eriksen actually working for the team, helping them out. You know, the introduction of Lo Celso and Eric Lamella changed the entire game. You know, Lo Celso was the only person on that whole football pitch demanding the ball from his teammates in midfield. You know, demanding it, wanting it. You know, in all honesty... I love Harry Winks as a footballer. I've always been a great admirer of Harry Winks. But ultimately, Tottenham cannot be expecting him to play in a midfield pivot by himself. I know he can play, he can pass. He's got a a great brain, that boy. Great work ethic. But ultimately, Harry Winks needs a destroyer, a Victor Wanyama, an Eric Dyer next to him that gives him the freedom and the license to obviously go forward and dictate play from there. I don't see Harry Winks as a tough tackling all-action midfielder as yet. I see him more as a as a box-to-box, you know, keep the ball, recycle it pretty well. That's what I see Harry Winks as. So, Jose had this idea in his mind that he'll have this low block against Liverpool. A nice low block with, with two banks of four. Uh, Son and Lucas Moura obviously being in free roles just to try and close the opposition. You know... I see what Jose wanted. I see what he tried to do there. But I don't actually understand why Jose wouldn't want to try and press this Liverpool team. I don't get it. Jose knows very well that this Liverpool team have not been put under immense pressure by many teams this year. He knows that. Liverpool do very well against teams that actually sit back these days. I mean, when was the last time... I'm just driving here, folks. When was the last time you actually saw a Liverpool team actually battle... To break down a team that's that deep. I can't remember. I can't remember. Maybe two years ago last. But the reality is that Jose's tactics are a little bit outdated. For what Tottenham actually are demanding as a football club. You know, it's, it's just a matter of time before the fans lose patience. You know, yeah, sure, against one of the best teams in the world. Ultimately, that low block and counter-attacking system would have worked. And the fans would have settled for it. But... 
That cannot be Jose's game plan for every single team going forward. That can't be his game plan against West Ham. That can't be his game plan against Bournemouth. That can't be, and with no disrespect by the way, that can't be his game plan to any other Premier League team. If that's the way Jose wants to set his teams up, he's in for a very rude awakening because Tottenham fans are not going to have it. They're not. Unfortunately, we're in a space now. (laughs) I don't know why I said unfortunately because it's actually a very good thing that Tottenham fans expect attacking football. That's that's on the edge. It's it's on the front foot, you know. Tottenham now look as if they need three or four world-class players instead of one or two to basically challenge for the title. Honestly, they do. They do. Maybe a centre-back. Definitely a right-back because Sergio Aurier is... He's failed to obviously impress me Or he's failed to obviously make Make me feel as if I can rely on him In that right back slot You know ever since Ever since Kyle Walker's left Tottenham There's been a glaring hole In the right back position And I think it needs to be filled So ultimately Why haven't Tottenham improved? Why? Why is that? I mean From what, from what I'm seeing It's almost as if Tottenham have regressed Or they've gone backwards You know That's how it looks to me That's how it honestly looks to me Tottenham haven't actually progressed as a football club. Yes, they have one of the most serial winners in the world. Yes, they have somebody that, that can come in and bring trophies. Yes, they have a very good squad. But ultimately, Tottenham still need more. Tottenham still need more. I think it's just a matter of time before the Tottenham faithful actually lose faith or, or lose any kind of patience with Jose Mourinho. They will not tolerate. Neither will Daniel Levy. He won't tolerate this sitting back and absorbing pressure and trying to counter-attack. Like I was saying about the three or four world-class players, if you ask me right now, if you ask me right now and said, hey, Ryan, listen, so Tottenham need three or four world-class players, right? Cool. They understand that. Just getting into work right now. Will Daniel Levy spend the money required to get those boys in? I don't think so. I don't think that's even going to happen. Ultimately, we're looking at what? 100 million, 200 million pounds maybe to get these players in. I don't believe that Daniel Levy, besides besides having the money, I don't believe Daniel Levy will spend that much. Look at their history, Tottenham. Look at their history, their, their financial spending history. Tottenham aren't renowned for spending big money on players. And Daniel Levy, is he's very money savvy. He's not going to spend 100 million pounds on the player. No matter who it is, you know, so that question of how they're going to get these players in is a separate question and a separate debate to have with Tottenham fans. I'd love to hear what Tottenham fans think because ultimately, you know, it's a very important period for the club. You know, Jose's first year in, in the job, obviously they have a lot of things to work on. And I just hope that Tottenham will be a club where they just need to get a trophy under their belts just to signal their their statements of intent so yeah that's just my thoughts guys i don't believe tottenham have improved what do you guys think so hit me up on twitter at rwleafgreen hit me up on instagram at the dugout podcast and you can find me on my instagram personal page at ryan double underscore leaf anyway guys i'm here at work now i need to go and smash my first day i need to go handle this but i'll uh, have the best day guys Thank you so much for tuning in. Please leave a five-star rating. uh, Subscribe on Apple Podcast. Follow me on Spotify. And yeah, guys, I'm happy to be back producing content for you all. Have the best week, guys. Thank you so much. This is your boy, Ryan Leaf, on the Dugout Podcast. Have the best week.